have you always been registered? Has, has voting always been important to you? Very. People died for it. People died and marched for it, and I am 75 years old, and so yeah, I voted just about all my life. That was Miss Helen Smith of Tulsa. I met her recently at one of the Thunder's community voter registration drives. She told me she was just looking to get out of the house and ended up stumbling upon the music and celebration at Guthrie Green on a beautiful Friday afternoon. After explaining her long history of Thunder fandom, I asked her to tell me her thoughts on voting and why it was so important to her. Some of my grandparents, great grandparents were slaves. I'm 75. So they didn't have a chance and an opportunity for education or nothing else besides being in the field and working for nothing. So I feel I'm very fortunate to be able to vote. It's an honor. Over the last month, the Thunder has hosted or supported 12 voter registration events throughout the community, including four in Chesapeake Energy Arena. I've been at every single one, and I've taken that opportunity to talk to many of the people that have attended. In our last episode, we introduced you to several of those people while talking about the power of a vote and the importance of getting registered. In this episode, we're taking a look at some of the barriers that have historically prevented people from voting, specifically in the Black community. We'll hear from experts in the field of African-American studies. We'll hear from those working hard in their own communities to get people empowered to vote. And we'll hear from Black voters who tell us what goes through their minds when they think about casting a ballot. I'm Paris Lawson, and you're listening to the Thunder Cares Cast, the place where Thunder stories live, a part of the Thunder Podcast Network. Behind every Thunder initiative, there's a reason to care. This is why. Hi, Dr. Hill. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for hopping back on with us. We appreciate it. You are welcome. And it looks like we're just waiting for Dr. Benjamin to show up. There she is. Oh, excellent. Hi, Dr. Hi, Andrea. Hey, how's it going? Can y'all hear me okay? To fully understand what a vote means in this day and age, I first wanted to get some historical perspective. So I set up a virtual interview and invited Dr. Carlos Hill and Dr. Andrea Benjamin, who are both associate professors in the Department of African-American Studies at the University of Oklahoma. Do you mind telling us a little bit more about your focus of study and maybe some of your recent work? I'm a historian and Black Studies professor that specializes in the history of lynching and racial violence, specifically anti-Black violence. And part of what I'm really interested in is trying to understand how Black people responded to racial terror. Dr. Benjamin? I'm a political scientist by training, and so my focus is really on local politics, and so often that's kind of where you see me. I'm very excited to hear both of your perspectives, because it sounds like we're, we're going to be able to cover kind of a wide range of this topic with both of you here today. And I'll start here because we have had several events over these last four weeks registering people to vote. And in doing so, we have talked to several Black voters and people within the Black community on why voting is important to them. And one thing that we hear a lot is that people fought and marched and died for this right, for this privilege that we had. I know this is a very broad question. Feel free to take it as far back as you wish to go. But 
Can you help explain what things they're referring to when they say people fought and marched and died? Dr. Hill, I'll, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, there has been um, a more than a hundred year struggle for the right to vote. Um, and this begins uh, vigorously in the aftermath of slavery um, and culminates with the, you know, with African-American men being granted the franchise uh, during the, you know, immediately following the Civil War. And so, you know, at, you know since the 1870s, um, Black people have been fighting to hold on to uh, the right to vote. Uh, and the two main ways that uh, whites uh, who were opposed to Black voting have sought to um, have sought to suppress black the black vote has been through racial terrorism, uh, as well as through legal means. And the legal means would be uh, the various um, measures that Southern legislators passed beginning in the early 20th century, whether it was understanding clauses, um, which basically um, made African-American people take a test uh, that whites didn't have to take uh, to, uh, to, to, for the right to vote, Underst understanding clauses, literary, literary tests, poll taxes. I mean, there was a variety of ways that Southern legislators tried to stymie black, the, the black vote. But I would say, uh, probably the most effective was the racial terrorism. Um, because black people knew if they tried to register, if they went to a courthouse and tried to register, that they would more than likely be visited by the Klan or some other group that evening or sometime that week. Um, and they would either be threatened or actually, uh, you know, physically harmed because they attempted to vote. And so because of that, you know, across the South in the 1910s, 20s and 30s, in most Southern states, less than 10%, and in most, in many cases, less than 5% of Black people were registered to vote. And so those are the two primary ways, but I know Dr. Benjamin can, can bring us more up to the present. Sure, yeah, thank you, Dr. Hill, that was great. I will say um, for anyone interested, if you go online, you can try to take, I think it's the 1957 Alabama literacy test. And when I teach intro to American government, I will give it to the students and even I can't pass it. It's very difficult. By the way, I was very interested. We'll hear more about some of the modern hurdles voters face, but first I needed to take this test for myself. Okay, so I found the website that has the Alabama literacy test from 1965. And I'm currently scrolling through the example test and there are multiple sections here and there's about a couple dozen questions. So I'll just read out a couple of the more tough questions that were on this test. Here's the very first question. Has the following part of the US Constitution been changed? Representatives shall be apportioned among the several states according to their respective numbers, counting the whole number of persons in each state, excluding Indians not taxed. To be quite honest, I don't know the answer to this one, but it gives you the answer in this example test and the answer is no. So points if you got that at home. Okay, here's another example. 
Does the population of the state affect the amount of individual or corporate income taxes which may be levied on its citizens? So this is a very tough question that even I do not know the answer to. The answer is no. Here's another example. In what year did the Congress gain the right to prohibit the migration of persons to the states? I don't know the answer to that one either. And the correct answer is 1808. For full disclosure, I did cherry pick a few of the more difficult questions and I did know a handful of the answers, but, but to be honest, I would have failed the test and been denied my vote. Let's get back to Dr. Benjamin. We know that poor people, older people, people of communities of color do not have access to IDs. Maybe their office, the office in their area closed. Those are hurdles. And one thing I would say, we're here in Oklahoma. I'm thankful that because of the extension of the state of emergency, this time we are allowed to request our absentee ballots. We are allowed to forego the notary requirement. But I would also say that even requiring a photocopy of your photo ID is prohibitive because you have to have a scanner, you have to have a copier, or in these COVID times, you have to be willing to risk your health to obtain that document. If we truly believe in democracy, it's supposed to be a, a, a collective process. People should be able to chime in and express their preferences. If it's supposed to be democracy, it's supposed to be community, it's supposed to be engagement. Why are people stopping? What, why are people taking so much time and energy to stop us from being able to engage in this process? That's our right as a citizen of this country. I know there was a lot to digest there. So let's take a minute and recap some of the key points. As Dr. Hill mentioned, historically, there were three different tactics to prevent the Black community from voting. One, racial terrorism and the threat of physical violence, which forced people to weigh their own or their family's safety against voting. Two, poll taxes would prevent people from being able to afford to vote or at least force a decision that voting maybe was worth more than spending money on other needs. And three, the extremely difficult literacy test. While such elaborate and overt tactics are now illegal, as Dr. Benjamin explained, there are still several modern examples of prohibitive measures that dissuade people in certain communities from voting. Now that I had a grasp on the historical context behind the Black community's right to vote, I wanted to know more about what people and organizations are doing about it today. This is where organizations like the Urban League come into play, which has been a long-standing partner with the Thunder since the very beginning. To help explain more about the Urban League, I spoke to Jabbar Shumate, the Vice President of Community Convening and Social Justice for the Urban League of Greater Oklahoma City. 73 years, the Urban League in Oklahoma City has been here. We are the go-to organization for all of the social services that relate to uh, civil rights, equity, and equality in this community, and we've done it for 73 years. So we knew that we had to be the ones out front saying, let's exercise your right to vote because for 73 years, people in this community have trusted us to be that group. I've seen Jabbar now at a couple of these events, and it's clear that he's extremely passionate about what he does and the work of the Urban League. It's important because the African-American community faces uh, some of the biggest barriers in terms of voter discrimination, meaning that 
people can come to the polls and be told they can't vote because maybe they have committed a past violation when in fact they actually can. So what we're doing is educating people to know their rights, get them to vote early so that they don't face any kind of way of being turned away at the polls. And then what we hope to do is make sure that folks in the midst of COVID-19 get their absentee ballot and decide to just mail their ballot in this year. It's so critical that we not let the pandemic or issues that might have occurred in your past be a barrier for you to vote. And that right there has been the goal of the Thunder since the launch of its Thunder Vote campaign. Remove any and all obstacles from people who want to register and vote. I've heard from dozens of people at these events, and what I've learned is nobody's story is quite the same. Some people have moved and need to change their information. Others aren't sure if a past conviction prohibits them from voting. And some people just haven't cared in the past, but they do now. Whatever the reason, people have been coming to these events so their voice can be heard. I registered to vote today, and one of the things that brought me out was the fact that it was just like a little party going on. And one of the things is that it's been on my list of things to do to register to vote. I recently moved, so I needed to do a new voter registration form, and I haven't got around to it, so this was helpful. Yeshin Mekshan took advantage of an event outside of Perry Publishing on Northeast 23rd Street to get registered. It's, it's exciting. My friends have been getting on my back. <laughs> They're like, you're not registered to vote. What? You know, so I can now Snapchat safely and say, guys, I got it done. I will be voting, you know, um, and just getting more in depth and looking at the rules and the things that I need to do to make an informed decision. Let's be honest. If you're listening to this, I'd be willing to bet you're already registered and have a plan to vote. But maybe somebody you know doesn't. Supporting those around us can be that next step to help someone vote who maybe wouldn't otherwise. Just take Cynthia and Dennis French, for example. The couple was already fully registered to vote, but came out to the Urban League just to show their support. We think it's very it's important. important to vote. Every vote counts. Every vote makes a difference. We, we believe that uh, here that you have the opportunity to vote and therefore you should get out and you should go vote. But we, the big thing is we like to encourage other people to vote. We think it's, it's, uh, it's important that you get out and, and, and enjoy that opportunity that we have here. It's great. It's a freedom. Yeah. Everybody doesn't have the right to vote. No. So you should exercise your right to vote. It's important. Let's go back to my interview with Dr. Hill and Dr. Benjamin for their closing argument on why voting matters. Where do you where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? What do you want your community to look like in five years and 10 years? And then I would encourage them to find that candidate that's talking about those things in a way that's meaningful to them. You can truly just find that candidate that really resonates with you. And I'm not telling you which one, but do some research and support that candidate. They, they really do need it. And again, what, they, what we're electing them for, it does affect our day-to-day -day lives. And I think that's really important to think about. Yeah, I would just second what Dr. Benjamin has said, I would stress to a, a young person, it's not about uh, the civil rights movement and, and owing it to those who have fought on your behalf historically. It's really about you and it's really about right now. And I would just say very basically, do you enjoy having uh, nicely paved roads? Do you enjoy having your garbage picked up? Do you enjoy having electricity um, and water and clean water? Uh, if you enjoy those things and you value those things, that's, those are things that come from a well-run city. 
if you enjoy those things, if you want those things, then you need to vote. Because if you don't vote, you have very little basis for complaint when things go wrong, when you don't have a well-run city. This is about you um, and the things that you hold dear. And so, you know, if you don't vote, then you're basically giving up that, that responsibility to others. And then you can't complain when things don't go well. A wonderful call to action and a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today. This was extremely informative, and I know a lot of people get a lot out of this conversation. So thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. So there you have it. The right to vote didn't come easy for the Black community historically, and today, Certain barriers still exist, but organizations like the Urban League and the Thunder are working in their communities to help eliminate those barriers and get people to the polls. Because whether it's for the next president, state judge, or city council member, voting affects so much in our everyday lives and everyone should have a chance to make their voice heard. Thank you for listening. I'm Paris Lawson, and this has been the Thunder Cares Cast. I wanted to give the last word to Miss Helen Smith and what she'll be thinking about when she casts her ballot. When I'm able to go vote, I'm thinking about everything, the good it will do for the country, others, and just acknowledging the people that came before us that died for the privilege for us to have the right to vote.